If we have very strong beliefs about something, evidence to the contrary could be sitting right in front of us, but we may not see it because what we perceive is entirely different. Dr. Joe Dispenza, speaker, researcher, and author who's passionate about the fields of neuroscience, epigenetics, and quantum physics, pushing the limits of possibility. Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast. I'm Andrea Samadhi and launched this podcast just over three years ago with a vision to bridge the gap between theory and practice with strategies, tools, and ideas that we can all use immediately to take what we know, our current knowledge, and then apply what we know to the most current brain research for new results and heightened productivity in our schools, our sports environments, and modern workplaces. Like Dr. Dispenza, I believe in pushing the limits of what's possible, and I hope this podcast helps those who tune in to do the same. As I'm writing this episode, it's actually September 1st, and I can't believe how fast time flies. If we think back to the start of this year, we looked at how to make 2022 our best year ever with what we were going to change or do differently this year to attain new results. And I wonder, have you thought in a wildly different way than you previously have been to get to that next level of what you're doing? If the answer is yes, then congratulations. You're well on your way to new conditions and circumstances in 2023. But if the answer is not yet, then let's see what else we can do together using neuroscience to challenge our perceptions and change our old habits and behaviors for new results with our health in mind. For this week's Brain Fact Friday and episode 244, I wanted to look at how exactly we create behavior change using science to challenge our old beliefs. How can we change our perceptions or what we believe? To do this, we'll go deeper into episode 239, where we looked at building a stronger 2.0 version of ourselves, where we picked something that we wanted to change with the bigger picture of what this change would mean, using our motivation based on our values, holding our focus on what we wanted to change with a 90-day plan to make this change stick. But what if we see the evidence? We know that whatever it is we want to change is bad for us. We really want the change, but there's nothing compelling enough for us to make this change, like Dr. Dispenza's quote said. If we have very strong beliefs about something, evidence to the contrary could be sitting in front of us, but we may not see it because what we perceive is entirely different. Our beliefs, our old habits and behaviors, will override the desired behavior change, which leads me to this week's Brain Fact Friday. Did you know that your brain has a pattern of connectivity as unique as your fingerprints? This episode is not about swaying you to believe what I believe, but to have you challenge your own beliefs knowing my brain is different from your brain, and see if you can look at something from a different point of view while I'm doing the same. Just like Dr. Ginger Campbell told us on the last episode, 243, as the host of the longest-running podcast on neuroscience, she acknowledges that what she's learned over the years is that everyone will have their own beliefs and perceptions about things, 
And since our brains are all wired differently, we must learn to be more accepting of other people's beliefs. And the more we can accept each other for our differences, the better place our world will be. Even tuning in to Brendan Burchard's most recent podcast episode this week, he mentioned that there are secrets to helping people achieve their goals and get healthier, and that with all the years he's been working in the area of high performance with world-class athletes and high-level executives, he's discovered four things that we need to achieve our goals, and one of them is to acknowledge that although we all might have different beliefs, that we are in fact very similar. And that judging someone else for being different than us is what creates the divisiveness that we see in the world today. Progress can be made for all of us when we can embrace our unity despite our differences. With this model in place, on our recent interview with physician and neurologist Dr. Doyon, I asked him that even when science reveals something is bad for us, and it even causes cancer, What needs to happen to stop society from consuming it without judging people for their choices? And the answer is that behavior change is going to be different for everyone, since our brains are all wired differently. What worked for me might not work for you, but I think that when you can see the impacts of the behavior change on your own health, that this is enough to drive someone towards lasting change and transformation. Once you see an area of your health that you'd like to change, Dr. Doyon mentioned to begin slowly and see if you can wean yourself off of whatever it is you're doing. In our interview, we were talking about a patient of his who he took soda away from to stop her from having seizures, and the change didn't last for her because he felt like some people just can't stop using whatever they're doing, the cold turkey method. We're all wired differently, and without being judgmental, we all need to find our own way to making our own behavior stick. So once you either cut out the food, the drink, the substance, or the behavior that you know isn't good for your body or your health, try measuring your biomarkers to see the impact of this decision on your health and your body. There are many devices you can use to measure your results. I use the Whoop wearable device since I did an interview with their team, but you can also use the Aura Ring or even your Apple Watch. After listening to Dr. Huberman's podcast, I cut out alcohol immediately without a thought and then watched in amazement at the results of this science-based decision. In the past, I've cut out this toxin for 30, 60, or even 90 days, but I never paid attention to the physiological response that this had on my body. This is what I saw after two weeks of eliminating alcohol from my diet in August. First, my HRV, or heart rate variability, increased by 11%. So what does this mean? We reviewed HRV on episode 228, What is HRV, the most important biomarker for tracking health, recovery, and resilience, which means that this decision gave me 11% more capacity to perform. It gave me more resources to use towards my daily activities, helping me to be more resilient to daily stress. And second, my resting heart rate decreased from 54 beats per minute to 51. And what this means, resting heart rate is a measure of your average heartbeats per minute while your body is at a state of complete rest, and a low resting heart rate is an indication of a strong heart muscle that can pump out greater amounts of blood with every beat, so it doesn't have to do it as frequently. 
and physical fitness is directly correlated to the strength of your heart. So this data helped me to see that in a very short period of time, I found ways to be more resilient to daily stress and have increased my physical fitness, which is in line with my values for improving my health. So this habit is going to stick for me. But I'm not sure what it would take for you to change your behavior when looking to create a new and improved 2.0 version of you, since our brains are all as unique as our fingerprint. And what works for me might not work for you. But I do know that when most of us are presented with sound information or the most current research, and we're able to explain this research to others, that this is the beginning of how our brains will rewire for the better. To close out this episode, I wanted to share a story of how one person I know made their behavior stick an entirely different way. While writing this episode, I thought about this one guy I met on the hiking trails who changed his behavior because his life depended on it. Since I'm on the trails every day, you get to see the same faces over and over again, and you get to know people this way even if you don't stop and have a conversation with them. One day I noticed a new face showing up on the trails, and he was a bit out of shape, but clearly working daily to change it. There were times I'm sure I saw tears in his eyes as we passed each other, but it was months before we spoke and exchanged names. You can just tell when someone is working something out during exercise and they're focused, so we usually just waved until one day we stopped to speak. His name was Sergey, and he was a mathematics professor at ASU, and he told me that his doctor told him that if he didn't lose weight, he was going to die. Plain and simple, Sergey was scared into making a change in his health, and in a few months, he took off over 40 pounds and completely turned his health around. I remember later when he reminded me of his story that it made sense that he was crying in the first few weeks. Behavior change can be so difficult, that's for sure, but Sergey stuck to his change because his results were easy to measure. He quickly went off all the medicine he was on and his new behavior stuck. If we can measure the impacts of our change, like Sergey, or like I was able to see with an increased heart rate variability and lower resting heart rate just after a few weeks, We can see and feel the physiological changes with the decisions we've made on our health and well-being, and this is the first step towards lasting transformation and permanent change, building a stronger 2.0 version of ourselves. But not every strategy fits. To get a bigger picture of the differences within our brain, a quick glance at the neurodiversity image in the show notes can help us to see that there's no right way of thinking, learning, or behaving. But I do hope that we all look for ways we can each take our results to new heights, using the most current research, and then decide for ourselves what behaviors or habits that we want to stick or kick to the curb, and then get to work and see if we can match our behavior with our intentions to create our new 2.0 identity. And I'll see you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episode. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.